So recently, in the last few episodes, we've been talking about problem solving and how to make changes and all sorts of things to help people from leaving the field prematurely, sooner than they would like to. Yeah, ways you can stay, but we also talked about there are clearly times when you have to know when to leave. But this has stirred us up with a lot, some other topics that we wanted to talk about. So our topic for today, or what we've entitled this, is You Can't Do It All. And we chose that because of some of the cultural shifts that we're seeing in our society. Today, but even before, I think from our own experiences overseas and what we've seen. You know, we think of the passage in Luke 14, 28. For which of you desiring to build a tower does not first sit down and count the cost, whether he has enough to complete it. And we often thought of that when we see people uh, go out on the field with huge desires, um, great expectations, um, but maybe they had not sat down and thought through what it was going to take to do all the things the goals that they've set, which are to, you know, we're going to learn this language well enough to be able to teach and preach and and we're going to raise a family and we're going to, maybe we're going to have to establish a business. And so, yeah, just thinking about those things as how much time do each of those things require? Right. And that we as human beings are limited by Time we can't and do, energy. Yeah, we, we can't do it all. We can't do them all. And that just kept coming to our minds when we were on the field and when we thought about what we were trying to do. Sometimes we had to stop and ask ourselves, um, can we do this and that and more of these things? So that verse comes to mind because if we don't plan well. Now, how do we plan well? Well, then we thought of Proverbs fifteen twenty two. Plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. And we put that at the, I think at the beginning of our book, because when we keep telling people, you need to seek the counsel of those around you close to you and say, does this make sense for us or for me going overseas right now? Uh, Do you see anything in my goals that are unrealistic or you think I'm trying to do too much. And well, it's very difficult, this subject, because there is also the, I mean, Scripture is full of exhortations to follow the call of God, do expect the impossible, pray expect, for the impossible, right. and expect God to do it. So there's, a, there's some mm-hmm. kind of a, a balance and a it's really hard to find. This is really just a conversation to get things kind of started thinking about this. And and the subject comes up of where does where does grit come into play hmm. with all of this? We've talked about that, of just sticking something out. And that's what I think to count the cost. If you're setting out on with a goal to do something, and we're specifically talking about going overseas basically entering a culture to know it, learn it, 
uh, to learn the language and to make an impact there. And sometimes you have to say, okay, do you do you really want to make an impact here? Well, then that is going to have a requirement. There's going to be a need for an investment there. And and that means that some other things, some yes. other passions, interests, right. desires may have to be sacrificed. Sacrificed. But isn't that true about everything in life? But this is we're just applying it to this area. And why is that a particular struggle? You know, I, it seems like that's what we're trying to talk about is why is that harder for us as and we're speaking as Americans <laughs> and maybe we are speaking to a younger generation why why do you I can I think we talked a little bit about this so what that our cultural we're seeing this cultural shift toward being able to follow your passions so you're seeing people with multiple passions mm. um, multiple careers so do something for you know, three, four, five years, and then shift and do something else. We're seeing so many interests right? that are, you, you think that you can do it all, but they actually, well, you can't. There is a sense in which you can, sh- you can change. You can go do something else. But the question is, what were your, what was your goal here? And so we can't say if somebody says they want to do something for three or four years and I'm doing, you know, uh, something in computers and now I'm going to do something completely different. I'm going to be a teacher. There's no it seems like in society, there's no one to tell you there isn't anything wrong with doing that. If you figured out this is not what you wanted to do, you've been doing business for X number of years and you said, I'm going to go to med school. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Okay. No, 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 there's nothing wrong, but, but it seems pervasive. Right. But it does seem that if you want to accomplish something uh, and you want to become good at it, to be effective at it, it does seem you must, it seems like you have to give discipline to something and focus on it. It seems like nothing, I remember reading, nothing is accomplished without some discipline, without some grit and some... Uh, longevity. And so in this particular work, um, you know, obviously there are people that can go to a, go overseas and function in English, function maybe in a medical profession, function as a teacher in a school. And their X number of three or four years is fine. And they're, and that, that accomplished something and they can move on. I think we're specifically addressing when some, when you know, a single or a, or a couple or family go out to say, would you support us? And we want to go into this foreign culture, learn this language and culture and adapt to it and make an impact on people there, the church there. You know, some people say, we're coming here to, to, to plant a church. Well, we know what's involved there. Oh. Language. Language, not just learning. To function. A, to function in a language. Oh. That is really learning to function within the language, the nuances of the language, the being able to share the connotations, share discipleship. You have to learn it so well. And that takes a tremendous amount of time. Correct. And effort and spending time with people. So when you're spending time with people trying to learn that language, that means you're not spending time doing other things. And so if I think if if you set your goal, just like the the verse that says about counting the cost, 
if you say I'm here to teach in this school for two years and then reevaluate, I think that's okay. That's realistic. Yes. But when you say I've come to impact these local people and build relationships with them and get to know them and, you know, impart my life, my the gospel combined with my life into their lives. Well, the, there's a commitment there. Um, that I mean, per, personally. You have to have a single-mindedness yeah. about. You have to. You, you, ha, you, you, you can't just half it. You can't give yourself a third to that type of goal. And I guess that's something we just wanted to make sure we talk about. So when you say, I have multiple interests, it's okay. And it seems like in America, I mean, we live here in the States, and you can be, you can have an interest in music and be a nurse. You know what I mean? You can learn multiple skills. There's no, there's no problem in having multiple interests, but it depends on your goals. And, and what I've seen when people have multiple interests, each one that's demanding time, mm. it, it's kind of like how people start out in a university setting and they want to double major and then do a minor or two. And that seems because they're interested in all of those subjects and they really want to pursue them. But at some point, most people, except extremely high-capacity people, mm. find that they it's unsustainable for them to do that. They, it's untenable to live with what it would take in order to get all of those things accomplished. And so they have to choose. And you don't have a focus, and you don't become an expert in something. You You know a little bit about you know, you know some about several things, and that's that. Then you're not really an expert. And and you know, we talked Vicky also about if a family says we're going to come into this culture, we're all going to master the language. We're also going to share our faith and impart this to the locals. Maybe we're going to plant a church. Oh, and we're also going to probably need to carry on a business. And oh, we're also going to raise our children, and maybe we might need to educate them as well. Oh, and we are going to be juggling uh, short-term teams that come twice a year from Correct. our home church. Correct. And we're going to try to maintain communication with all of our church and friends in America, and we're going to keep, we're going to keep up with all of our social, you know, media or, or our, you know, all the internet things. And, I, and we're going to watch, we're going to plan in rest time so that we can Watch a movie now and then. And right. And we it, want to travel. And so we're going to get a vehicle so we can travel. And and I just remembered um, trying to help um, new arriving folks when we lived overseas. And it just seemed like there was a theme of you're trying to do too much. You know, and, and, and to tell an American you're trying to do too much is kind of like saying, well, are you saying I'm a wimp? Are you saying I'm not strong? Are you saying no. Um, we're not trying to just discourage them. We're trying to say you may need to pick a couple of these and do them. Right, because ultimately we want people to succeed in what God has called them to do. Mm-hmm. But that success may require sacrifice in some other areas. Well, if 
it seems like in, unless you say you're church planning today, then it doesn't really, you know, then there's, you're not really accomplishing anything long-term spiritually for the church of that country. That's a very noble goal. But then you also need to know yourself, your spouse, your children, your stage in life, and the other goals that you're trying to accomplish. So if you say, I've come in here to do, you know, I have to say, well, I'm going to be part of church planting. Well, that's usually what missions is about. Sort of the buzzword right now. Well, but it is, it is the ultimate goal. But you also have to know what your capacity is and what part of the church being planted. Well, there are so many parts to a church being planted. Correct. Are you, maybe you're going to be here as a teacher to plant seeds into people's hearts and maybe build a few relationships with locals. Maybe you know at your age, maybe you're just going to learn the language enough to function and maybe you're going to help the, maybe the English speaking part of it, or maybe you're going to be part of a translation project. I just think this, we're calling out to the American mission force and saying it is, we think it is better to know specifically your role, your goal, and to give yourself to that and to count the cost of the amount of time it is going to take to accomplish it and give the energy to that. I remember hearing about Wycliffe. Wycliffe has one goal, is to translate the scriptures, and they are not to be doing anything else. And you say, well, what do you mean not doing anything else? What about, what about the church? What about discipling people and, 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 and mentoring and creating leader, elders? They say our goal is for you to learn this language and to translate the scriptures and get out. And I remembered people Not feel, get out. Yeah, I, literally they leave once you've accomplished the book, the Bible. Now I that, think we're going to get a lot of emails from no, people with the no, organization exactly, saying we don't know what we're talking no, about. No, that's their goal. No, I actually had Wycliffe people tell me. But I, I first I thought to criticize it and say, but wait a minute, what about these other things? But... That is the goal that the organization has said. That doesn't mean you're not having friendships. It doesn't mean maybe you aren't. Well, the ultimate having... goal is to lead people to the Lord. But their particular task is to give the scriptures. And they know that if they give themselves X number of years to this, they can present that. Now, that is an extreme case of a, a very narrow ministry, but I respect it because at least they're not saying, oh, we're going we're gonna to do lots of things while we're here. We're going to work on a little translation. We're going to do a little eldership development. We're, um, my wife's going to teach at a school, and we're going to do all these other things. Um, we're going to be involved in orphanage work. And I, I, I see the wisdom in being able to focus. And we remember this impacting us when there were so many times we were offered, would you like to get involved in this? Um, there were so many other new ministries starting or things that we could do. And I just remembered you had to stop and say, okay, what, how is this going to help us with our goals? And that's, that's important. It, it's really interesting to step back and look at our culture, American culture right now, and maybe it's Western culture. I don't know. I can only speak to, what we've seen in American culture of being productive is a huge, mm. huge value. And we see a lot of people, 
And we fight this constantly ourselves of being overwhelmed with the amount of people we're seeing, things we're doing. Activities to go to. Oh, all of it. And that is praised as a full person. You are very productive. You have multiple skills. Whereas someone, you know, as as someone right now that I don't have a an official outside um, secular job at this point. I'm not being paid to do anything. And people will say to me, oh, well, what, what do you do? And so I'll say, well, you know, I do a lot of in-between things. I take meals to people. I am available for people for phone calls mm-hmm. and for meeting with Lots people. Lots of things like that. And it, it is it never ceases to amaze me how many people need someone to talk to. But because our culture has mm. valued productivity and certain lifestyle choices. Busyness. Like, busyness. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, but it is valued. So much that there's very few, there's very little time for those things. I mean, you're exhausted if you are at work all day and you come home and then you've got church activities a couple of times a week and you've got kids you're raising. So let's transfer that pressure and let's put that family on the field and you don't have near the support that you normally have here with all your friendships, your church and your day, you know, babysitters or whatever. Then the pressure becomes, okay, what is Vicky doing? You know, we're on the field and it's kind of like, Okay, that's what David does most of the time. What is Vicky doing? And so we just add that pressure to it. And and yet to do often to build relationships and build them strong and, and invest in a people overseas involves a lot of hospitality, a lot of food, a lot of tea and coffee. And yet there can be that, but what do you do? Like, do you volunteer on Friday somewhere and do you um what else are y'all involved in? And there's somehow a pressure to fill our newsletters, just like we fill our lives here with all these multiple things. So it's like, wow, you're you're involved in this and this and this and this. And it seems like we To justify value. your yeah. existence, to justify who you are as a person. Well, we've seen it. You go look at somebody's Facebook and it's like, wow, they're involved in that and they run a 5K. And they work somewhere, and they looks like they're heavily involved in their church, and we value that, don't we? We applaud it when you when you hear about someone. Oh yes, they've added this into their life, and they've added that into their life. Look at that; that is just amazing. Listen to what they're doing, and look, they just rebuilt their house too, and and they also help refugees, and and. I think one time I remember when we moved home, or maybe when we were on furlough, I would often say to Vicky when I'd come home, Vicky, it was scary what I was able to accomplish today. And that's because, of course, um, when I was here in the States, it was like, I have a car, I have a cell phone, the traffic is cooperating. People show up when they say they're going to. The bank is open. I can, yeah, there's no lines at the, I don't have to go to a government office. Um and we highly value productivity and busyness in this culture. And we take that with us when we go overseas. And then suddenly we have to put all that 
we have to set, we have to be that same productive people, multi-passioned. You know, it's almost like let's like in your newsletter. It's like Vicky's got Vicky's corner. This is what Vicky's up to, and this is what our kids are doing. They're productive as well. <laughs> Yes. And then, oh, and we're, we, we've taken on a, a goat, you know, or a pet, or we, and, and here, and, and I don't know what it is that makes us do all those things. And then you wonder out why we're burnt out. Um, so this, this affects all of us, both in setting goals and getting focused on one thing and doing, or two things and doing them well. But this also affects the eventual burnout that people can get because of this you know, wow, look at all these things that I'm doing. And I don't know what that is. Um, yeah, I don't know how well we're articulating this, but it is something that is so ingrained into our fiber as Americans, for sure. But at our age, we still remembered the idea of, of our parents doing one job for 38 years, you know, getting becoming good at one thing and being good at that, and that was okay. Um, but today, it seems like young people are talking about their multiple passions, and they want to have different kinds of skill sets and different kinds of jobs. And I think I hear constantly, I don't want to be stuck in a cubicle. I don't want to be stuck at a desk. And of course, that's what their dads did. <laughs> and that's how they put them through Which college. Which is fine. Yeah, but it's, it's okay. fine to have a, a different oh, kind of job. Right. Who wants to sit behind a desk for 38 years? But there is a valuable, there is something valuable about asking, what do I want to accomplish? And I, and, and, and here's, here's what we're trying to say is it, if you want to accomplish something, it will take some discipline. It will take some focused energy. And you may have to give yourself a good portion of your energy and time to that, to get good at it and make it work. Yes. I mean, I can think back to when, before we ever moved abroad, we knew that that was our plan and it actually affected the decisions of what we did with our time and energy and money and schedules and some, all of it, it affected yeah. all our decisions so that when we were, planning on that we didn't we didn't actually move abroad for four years after we married but we lived a simple life we, we did we weren't investing in things that would hold us here with our finances but with time and energy we were choosing to spend time with our international friends which meant that we couldn't pursue all of the church things and all of our American friends as much as we might have enjoyed those things mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and all valued them. All but decisions we, were put at that filter. Yeah. We, yes, everything went through that filter. So our short-term passions and interest were affected mm -hmm. by our long-term mm -hmm. passion in what we believed God had called us to do. Yep. And this affects your children, the, you know, your choice of children, when to have children, how many children, um, what kind of schooling, what kind of education. And, and, and you say, oh, 
I never had so much brought into consider. Well, I think you do make these decisions even here at home. Um, but it just seems like it becomes really important when you, you pack up and you say, we're going to go over there and do X and X and we're going to become part of that place enough to affect it. Those people, there's sacrifice. And when we say sacrifice, we don't just mean, you, you know, you're missing your family and it's hot and sticky. We mean sacrifice of cutting things away in order to be lighter, to get ahead, to, 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 to progress in something, to be better at something. And it's not something that, that people really want to hear. No. And, and, um, especially given our current right. culture right. of just, you can do everything and you can do it all well. Mm -hmm. So that's what we wanted to talk about today is just this, the idea that you can't do it all. And it seems that as Americans, we, we seem to have multiple goals and multiple passions and, and there is a value to sitting down and deciding what your goals on and giving focus energy to. So that was just something we wanted to talk about. Thanks for being with us today. Thanks for listening today. Our book, Mission Smart, 15 Critical Questions to Ask Before Launching Overseas, is available on Amazon in paperback or Kindle. Feel free to email us with your questions through our website, esionline.org. Remember to subscribe to our podcast to get more episodes as they're published.